Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Mind Love, episode 194. Today's episode is all about understanding your child's astrology birth chart. This episode is also great even if you don't have children because you'll get a ton of insight into understanding your own chart or someone else that you love. Not everybody is is their sun sign. You know, like he's sun sign in Pisces. If he had four planets in Aries, he wouldn't be as Piscean, right? He would be kind of with an Aries influence, right? But when you look at the overall picture of the chart, the overall kind of essence and what is the purpose of my life, astrology works when you look at the big picture. When you look at the small little pieces, sometimes, you know, I had some people's like, well, I, I read about my sun sign and I really seem more like this other sign. Well, if they've got five planets and another sign, they'll have that other sign personality. Every single person, all the 50,000 charts that I've done, their chart works. You know, this God's clock in the sky, really, uh, that is this perfect geometry. And of course, the solar system is the most accurate clock, you know, in the universe. So it's just learning how to read it. Turn up your frequency with Mind Love. Bite-sized brain hacks for seekers, dreamers, and doers. It's time to give your mind a little love with your host, Melissa Monti. Hello, my love. If you have not yet subscribed, please hit that cute little button. Subscribing, sharing, and five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts are a really great way to give back if you find this show helpful. They help the show climb the charts, which helps more people find it and helps me get even better guests for you. Today, I wanna read a review that meant so much to me. I'm actually gonna use the first line of this on my website. It's by Alexis Applegate, who says, I can actually feel myself healing when I listen to Mind Love. Not only is Melissa's voice soothing, but her wisdom and intelligence sparks inspiration, no matter what the topic is. Her expert guests are incredibly well-researched and give thoughtful language to the feelings, emotions, and thoughts that I'm usually struggling to identify or learn about. I've listened to this podcast for three years and I have not found an episode I don't like. I listen when I need to feel grounded and gain perspective. So thank you, Melissa, for creating a beautiful, intelligent, and thoughtful space. Ah, you have no idea how much this review meant to me. And yes, thank you for an amazing quote I can use on my website. I am sending you so much love today. You guys, I did the coolest thing recently. I got my baby Bravery's astrology chart done by the best person that I could find online. And wow, I am so glad that I did. In a nutshell, a birth chart explains where the planets were in the sky at the date and time of a birth. It's like a snapshot or a map of the position of the planets or the stars at the time of a birth. So each planet has a different effect on an aspect of a life. For some, it sounds like total woo, and I do love the woo, but think about it. The alignment of the planets have a powerful effect on the tides of the oceans, and we are mostly water. So why wouldn't it affect us too? To get your baby's birth chart, you need the date, the exact time, to the minute if possible, and the location where your baby was born. Most people only know their sun signs. And if you're only reading your sun sign horoscope or your baby's or child or partner's, you're not getting a full picture at all. 
that would kind of be like reading someone's Instagram bio and expecting to know what their personality is from there. Well, the next step up is understanding yours or your baby's rising and moon signs. And then a level up from that is understanding the other planet's placements and then the geometry between them all or how they relate to one another. So when I went to get Bravery's chart done, I assumed beforehand that I would just understand him and maybe his mission in life a little bit better. And I did. But what surprised me was how actionable this information would be right now. Somehow it made me feel more comfortable in the ways to parent him. It also made me feel more confident that the way he came into the world was exactly as it was meant to be. So for example, my transfer to a hospital an hour away from where I planned to give birth actually affected his birth chart. And his birth chart clearly shows a combo of skills and talents from me and his dad. So that says to me that that hospital transfer was necessary for my baby to be who he is. And the only thing I can feel about that is gratitude. You'll definitely hear some of the insights that I got from this interview that will help you in interpreting your chart or your baby's chart. And this episode is really eye-opening whether your baby has grown or whether you don't even have children at all because it gives a ton of insight into any relationship, including the relationship with yourself. Our guest is Susie Cox. She's been a professional astrologer since 1971, during which time she has interpreted over 50,000 individual charts. From 1981 to 2013, she was employed as an astrologer at the prestigious Canyon Ranch Health Spa, and she was even appointed master astrologer in 2006. Her clients include A-list celebrities, business leaders, royalty, and politicians from all around the world. So three key things we will learn are how knowing your baby's birth chart can help you become a more confident parent. What happens if it seems your chart is incompatible with your baby's or anyone else in your life? And why now is an amazing time to bring children into the world, despite what it seems like from the outside. But before we get started, I want to invite you to join the thousands of people who are waking up to the morning mind love. Every weekday morning, you get a little love letter from the cosmos to help you start the day on the right foot. Plus, when you sign up, you get two free gifts, a 30-minute binaural meditation and 30 days of self-reflective journaling prompts to help you grow. And it is all completely free. So go to mindlove.com to sign up. Or if you're out and about, text the word morning to 33777. And now let's welcome Susie Cox to the show. I'm so glad to be here, Melissa. This is so much fun. So I know you've been doing astrology for a really long time. So how did you get your start in it? That's a great story. I was raised by my great aunt. My mom had four kids under five years old. So she kind of took me and she had astrology all over the house. So I really knew astrology before I could read, before I could talk. And I knew all the symbols. It's easy for kids to learn astrology because it's all symbolic. So Venus is female symbol. Mars is the male symbol. The moon looks like a moon. So I knew all that. And when I was four years old, I'm going to be an astrologer when I grow up. And that's all I ever did. And I uh, went to astronomy, uh, university for astronomy, so I could really understand it. And I'm as obsessed now as I was when I was four years old. So it's my calling for sure. <laughs> I feel like astronomy has kind of taken off more in the last few decades, but you started way before that. What has been the difference between when you first started in astrology to now? Have you found that more people are curious about it? Well, and you know, yes, it's true. And the turning point is when um, Nancy Reagan had her chart done. 
because I was working at Kenya Ranch then, and remember it came out that, you know, that she was doing astrology for Ronald Reagan. And all of a sudden at that point, it, everybody thought, well, gee, if Nancy can do astrology, I guess I can. Astrology got much, much busier at Canyon Ranch. I was a staff astrologer there for 32 years. And, but I noticed a difference before it was like, oh, what is this? And then after that, it was like everybody was loving it. Now people are like, oh, what's your sun, moon, and rising? So people really <laughs> know more about astrology than they used to. Absolutely. Yeah, I found you because I was looking for the absolute best person I could find to do my baby's <laughs> reading for me. Because I know that when I actually got a full reading, it was so eye-opening. Earlier than that, I had only really ever known my sun signs. So whatever I read in like the back of a magazine when I looked up yeah. Taurus. And mm -hmm. when I actually saw how all of these planets work together, the difference with the rising sign and and the moon sign and and how all of these things form a more complete personality. I I just got really curious about how that could help me understand my baby better too. So I'm wondering how can knowing your baby's chart help you understand your baby? What types of insights does it give? Boy, so much. Uh, the birth chart defines your purpose in life. And it really shows your talents, what you're best at. It shows your tendencies. It shows your life patterns. It also shows your challenges. So you can really, when you get to know the birth chart, you get to know really who this person is. And as a parent, knowing who your little baby is, you can help them kind of guide them into a better way of becoming the best version. This astrology chart is this is the best version of this person. So as a parent, understanding really what the best version of your child is, is wonderful because you can help them become that. And um, yeah, and I, we did bravery. We did your son's chart just a couple of days ago. So you're fresh understanding his birth chart. <laughs> yes, I I loved the experience so much. I am so excited for my husband to understand the chart as well, because it's just so interesting how so much of his chart, it's just like an exact combination of me and my husband with little pieces of our grandparents. And, and so it's not just this random thing where it's like, oh, well, this is a uh, random information about a random baby. It does really feel like he fits into our family, which blows my mind because when you look up a chart like this, when you get a reading like this, you have to know the exact place, like the coordinates of the world, the exact time, the date. And so what does that say about how a baby comes into this world that these things that seem seemingly random actually end up building a little human that is a combination of its parents? Like it's, they're like two disconnects for a lot of people. Well, you know, my feeling is that the baby, you know, we're this soul, we're, we're divine, right? And before we come into the reincarnate into this lifetime, we say, hmm, what do I want to do? And how do I want to accomplish this? And what are my parents? And who do I want to come in with? So I really feel that this all started kind of in, with a sense of in-between lifetimes. We say, okay, you know, of course, we have like a soul group that we travel with for different lifetimes. So I want to come in with these parents. And, um, and we, you know, we don't say, oh, I'm going to be a model and I'm going to be rich and I'm going to be born in Paris and I'm just going to cruise this lifetime. We really came in here to say, you know, what is my mission? What is my purpose? And astrology, the birth chart defines your purpose in life. 
So it really shows that. And then we choose our parents. We choose when we want to come in, which is a fascinating time now. We're just coming out of, luckily, this pandemic. And a lot of babies decided to come in right in the middle of the pandemic, as bravery, you know, did, really. And that's one of the reasons you named him bravery, because he was brave enough to come in during a pandemic, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You actually said during our reading together that Mm -hmm. you're seeing differences in the babies that are coming in in the last couple of years. What differences are you noticing? Well, you know, there there are a lot of planets that were in the sign of Capricorn, and I named it the Capricorn Party. There was Pluto, Saturn, and, and Jupiter. They were all in Capricorn, and Capricorn is really about, you know, limitations, closing down. Hibernation belongs to Capricorn. And so now I've been studying this, you know, 2020 for maybe about the last five years. Just I didn't know it was going to be a pandemic, but I knew it was going to be a real important turning point just because these planets are very, very rarely grouped together. And so, so, you know, the world really is changing. So now the, these couple of these planets, the Saturn and Jupiter part of it, went into the sign of Aquarius. And Capricorn is the end of the old. Aquarius is the beginning of the new. So these kids are like, okay, we want to come in at the beginning of this new era, where this is the very, very birth of the Aquarian age is really what's happening. And now what is Aquarius? Aquarius is grassroots, community. And boy, hasn't community become important, you know, with everybody in being in lockdown, we're kind of creating our own new communities. Of course, Aquarius is also about computers and high tech. Everybody's Zooming. We're on Zoom right now. So Zoom has become a very popular thing. Remote learning, the kids that are in school are learning remotely. All this is a very Aquarian. So these kids that are being born right now wanted to come in to help usher in this new age, usher in this this new change. And they came in with um, maybe not that easiest time to come in, but with a sense of uh, drivenness and a sense of, of uh, optimism. You know, we this, these new spirits can really help this next phase become reality. And uh, I'm doing a lot of newborn babies charts right now. There are a lot of lot of little souls that are wanting to come in right now. And and they're all really incredible. I mean, they've all got incredible charts. Not that, you know, adults don't have an amazing chart, but these charts are different. They're, I would say, fearless. It's almost like, you know, coming into, uh, you know, to make changes. And it's interesting when we talked about bravery's chart. You know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, the chart shows your challenges and it also shows your talents. And a lot of people have challenges relating to not knowing who they are or health or relationships or, you know, kind of inward work. As far as I can see from these babies, they're here like I'm fine. I don't really have any challenges personally. I'm here to help change the world. So it's almost like they didn't have as much as many issues to deal with as their parents <laughs> and uh, and uh, and they're here to you know to help change the world right now and they all came kind of clean bravery has a real clean chart and you know it's not about relationships it's not about its health it's about him wanting to uh, make the world a better place and you know of course his parents are very you know, entrepreneurial and wanting to help the world too. That's why, you know, you're doing what you're doing. And he came in with that same vibration. 
So he, his chart is clean. He's clean. He doesn't have a lot of personal challenges. And that's what I'm seeing with a lot of these uh, newborns that are coming in right now, which makes total sense when you look at the overall picture of the world now. We're all here just trying to live our best lives, right? And while you're here listening to a podcast, you might feel like you're on the right track, but then you visit family or you have a work deadline or something unexpected comes up and you're all stressed out and it feels like all the work is out the window. That's why it's so important to consciously curate what you can control, like who you surround yourself with, what you watch, what you listen to. So I'm going to add another podcast to your toolbox, The Dr. John Deloney Show. He has a PhD in counseling and has been sitting with hurting people for 20 years. He shares practical advice for everything from how to connect with people, how to face depression, overcome anxiety, and learn just what it means to be well. But what's really cool about his show is you can even leave a voicemail or send an email and he'll address your topic or question about mental or emotional help on the show. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney show is here for you. Listen to the Dr. John Deloney show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on the website. And now for another episode of lies we've been told about our health. We've all heard we need eight glasses of water a day, right? Well, hydration isn't actually about water intake. It's about the balance of water and electrolytes so that our bodies are actually absorbing the water instead of just passing it through. A lot of people go for those sugary sports drinks, but let's be real, those do more harm than good. I've found a better solution. Element. It's a zero sugar electrolyte drink that's all about effective hydration. Each pack gives you essential electrolytes like sodium and potassium without the unnecessary additives found in other drinks. The team behind Element includes experts in biochemistry and nutrition, so they really know what they're doing. And it's not just for everyday use either. Elite athletes and teams, Olympic weightlifters, CrossFit champions, Navy SEALs, all rely on it too, which to me says a lot about its effectiveness. Here's what makes them really unique. They recently launched a hot chocolate line with flavors like chocolate mint, chocolate chai, and chocolate raspberry. Ever since I went alcohol-free, I've been really intentional about luxurious, health-focused drinks so I can sit back and unwind while actually doing good for my body. And the Element Chocolate Chai is great for relaxing in the evening or warming up after winter sports. And you can try Element totally risk-free. If you don't like it, you'll get your money back, no questions asked. Receive a free Element sample pack with any order when you purchase through drinkelement.com slash mindlove. That's drinklmnt.com slash mindlove to get a free starter pack with any order. It actually gave me a lot of comfort because I shared with you a little bit about my birth story. I was planning to give birth at a birthing center. And after 54 hours of labor, I finally transferred to a hospital out of exhaustion. But that hospital Mm -hmm. was an hour away. And I was having contractions every three minutes on the drive there. And Mm -hmm. I I just had a lot of fear because I had had this birth plan and then everything was now changing. And, And so I had a few signs on my way there, like whenever the clock says 514, since my birthday is May 14th, I consider that a sign. And there were a few other things on the drive there. I happened to look at the clock at that time. But knowing too that the exact destination that Brave was born matters in how his chart is constructed. And so it almost seems like like he chose that. He knew that that was going to happen. That's right. He, now to have your birth chart done, you need name, 
birth date and year, location and time of birth. So the location makes a difference. You need the latitude and longitude and time zone uh, difference, time zone uh, zone. So yeah, it was like I don't want to be born there. I want to be here. Want to be here at that at that time. So I really feel like every you know every baby is in charge of when they want to be born. It wasn't just haphazard or whatever. It was like he knew it. And he really is a combination of his mom and his dad and his grandfather, too. So it was so interesting that I could see uh, some of the family members within his chart. But his chart is clean. And he I would say purposeful. He came here for a reason. And it wasn't to him figure himself out. He really already knows who he is. He's really here to kind of, you know, make some changes in the world in a more positive way. And that's what I'm seeing with a lot of these uh, newborn babies charts. They're clean and ready to, like they're going to hit the ground running. They're ready to get stuff done. And it's not to just figure out who they are. Some of my charts are what I call the lost puppies. They don't know who they are. They don't have a passion. They're kind of lost. They're like, I don't know what my life's about. And not with these newborns. They know who they are and they're ready to do some work. So there is a difference. You had mentioned that before 2020, you didn't see a pandemic coming, but you knew something was happening because those planets weren't always clustered together. It was rare for those planets to be together. What were you able to see? Well, I could see that it was a turning point in history. Now, I was focusing on uh, a weird election. Of course, we had that too. But uh, it, but no, really, all astrologers, well, not all astrologers, but really good astrologers were studying this because it was such a rare alignment of the planets. So I knew it was going to be a structural change. Capricorn, these planets that were in Capricorn was really all about money and, um, and business and Gee, the whole world was shut down. You know, and and I called it. I called it because I do. I write a newsletter um, every uh, month, and before the next year, I do what I call preview of 2020 or whatever. So in like November 2019, I was you know writing about a preview of 2020, and there were all these planets in Capricorn. And in the third week in March 2020. Mars went in and joined all these planets in Capricorn. So in late 2019, I said, mid-March is the time when everything, all business and everything's going to change. Well, like in one day, the entire world was shut down and it was mid-March 2020, right? So I called it like eight months ahead without even really knowing what exactly it was. But I knew, you know, Capricorn is about business. It's about structure. It's about government. It's about, it's associated with Saturn. So it really has a sense of how things get accomplished in the world and business. A lot of businesses have shut down. And it's interesting because going into Aquarius, Aquarius is much more entrepreneurial. And a lot of people, maybe out of necessity, have have done new, a new business. I've got a friend who is working at a restaurant. The restaurant closed. And she said, you know, I make the best cookies of anybody I know. She opened up an online bakery. She's so much happier than working at a restaurant. Uh, she's working for herself. So there's a lot of entrepreneurial energy that's happened. There, of course, are some positive things out of this. I've got a good friend that said, you know, If you couldn't see this astrologically, Susie, I'd be scared. But since you can see it, I know that it's all meant to be. And she was absolutely right. Because if I called it eight months ahead of time, exactly on the day when the world was shut down, that was meant to be, right? 
So now that we've gone into Aquarius, people are being more independent and more computer savvy and more kind of entrepreneurial. You know, that's a whole new phase that started. So these new kids, these, these newborn babies wanted to come in with a new phase to help that. Of course, these kids are going to be born hardwired. You know, they're going to be able to teach you about computers and you're pretty good with computers, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, so they knew exactly when they wanted to come in and they came in at the perfect time. So uh, I could see all this, but of course, you know, you don't know all the details. I knew it was going to be like a world reset relating to business, but I didn't know the reason why. Well, I know that with the babies and you're looking at your baby's chart, most people only know just their sun sign, like Pisces or Taurus or Aquarius or whatever. Mm -hmm. But as I said earlier, understanding the rising sign and the moon sign can give you such a, a more complete picture along with all of the other details you were able to give me. But to start, what is the sun sign limited to? What does that teach people about someone else? But yeah, sun, moon, and rising. Those are the main parts that everybody needs to know, kind of the basic parts of every chart. The sun sign is the inner essence. It's really who the person is inside, which is your birthday. You know, so sun's in Aries, sun's in Taurus, Gregory's sun is, sun is in Pisces, right? So that's kind of the inner essence of who the person is. Sun, the moon, the moon's emotions. The moon is their emotions, how, you, how, the, how the person uh, is emotionally and kind of their sensitivity. And then the rising sign is the sign of the zodiac that's coming up above the horizon when a person was born. The rising sign is your outside personality, how the world sees you, or your outside mass, which is different than who you are inside or your emotional makeup. So the sun, moon, and rising are the three main parts of, uh, of everybody's chart. And then you put it together with where all the rest of the planets are. Each planet has a job. Mars is action. Venus is love. Jupiter is abundance. So every every planet is Saturn is work. So every planet has a different job, really. And the trick is, is the geometry between it. How do the planets get along with each other? How do they interact with each other? Which goes into sacred geometry. Sacred geometry is this mandala in the sky, which is the geometric configuration between the planets. And everybody has a different pattern. And so you take now, you know, takes an astrologer or somebody who knows astrology well to be able to see that. But you can see the challenging parts of the person. You can see the talents. You can see how they all connect with each other. There are also, there are 12 houses in the, in the astrology chart. Houses are individual areas in your life. What I say is the houses are where the planets live. You know, so the first house, second house, first house is the self, second house, money, third house, the mind, fourth house, the whole early upbringing, fifth house, creativity, sixth house, the body and the health. You can tell the health from the person in the sixth house, seventh house, relationships, marriage, eighth house is other people's money, uh, investments and business. Ninth house, higher mind, philosophy, belief system, searching for the meaning for life, tenth house, career, occupation. 11th house, goals in life. And the 12th house, I've named the house of spirit. It's like meditation and prayer, who we are inside. So those are the different houses. So depending on what planet you have in what house, it comes out in that in that area. Can I say a couple of things about Bravery's chart? Yeah, you can share whatever you want about Bravery's chart. And I'm I, is that right? You know, it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, that's, that's why I asked because this is all very personal. So I didn't want to just start talking about this chart before I got your permission. 
it's kind of the code of ethics with the astro with astrologers. <laughs> and um, but one of the main things, uh, one of the cool parts of his chart is the sixth house is his body, and he has Mars in the sign of Taurus in his sixth house. Mars is athletic. Mars is the warrior. Mars is strong and you know, powerful. And it is in the sign of Taurus is really sturdy and a strong body. And when I got there, it was like, does he have a, does, is he strong? Does he have a strong, sturdy body? And you said, he just came out and he was muscular. You know, <laughs> of course, his dad is like a major athlete. Yep. Right. You know, so this Mars, you know, in, in braveries and just name bravery. I mean, I'll tell you, when he is an athlete, when he's old enough to really do this, his name is going to be so perfect for him. So since his dad's a big athlete, bravery has Mars in his sixth house. He's going to be, I understand he's going to be on a snowboard, like, maybe before he can walk, right? You know? <laughs> that's, that's his dad's plan, yeah. <laughs> that's what I think, you know? <laughs> so you can see that in the chart. You can see, you know, so he's got a nice, strong, sturdy body. And he goes, yeah, he's masculine. His dad, or, I mean, he's, he's uh, um, muscular. His dad's strong and muscular too. So you see, he kind of inherited that in a certain way, you know, from his dad. So you can see those kind of things in the chart really easily. Another interesting thing about, Bravery's chart is that a lot of the houses were empty. And if I were reading that on my own without a professional, I'd be like, mm -hmm. wait, so he doesn't have spirituality or he doesn't have this, but what, mm -hmm. what can that symbolize? Yeah, the empty houses, what I say, are the areas that we've, that we've resolved in previous lives. So in Bravery's chart, he's got a big grouping of planets and, you know, and, and, and Aquarius and Pisces, and like, you know, 80% of his chart are in two houses. So he has one, two, I've got his chart in front of me, one, two, three, four, five, six. He has six empty houses. The most empty houses I've ever seen is seven. Now, empty is a good thing. We want empty because what I said is empty is like I got this figured out in previous lives. This is not an area that I need to focus on. It's nice to know your priorities, what are important and what is not important. If, you know, you don't have to focus on the areas that are not important because they're going to take care of themselves. You know, where your eye gets drawn and really where the planets are is really where the focus is. So the empty houses are a good thing. It's like, you know, we checked that off from a previous life and that's not the main area that uh, that he's here to struggle with. So we're here to, here to focus on. So his houses of relationships, including his early upbringing, his home life, are all empty, which I really love because I'm not giving the parents any homework. You know, because it's not like, oh, well, you know, he has to really work through his parents to understand who he is. No, you guys are out of the loop. He knows exactly who he is. And this is not a relationship chart. So it's nice to know that. So, you know, so you can kind of like, oh, he's not going to be dealing with that. He's going to be dealing with his work. And, you know, once again, helping the world coming in with this Aquarius feeling. So which is so perfect because that's what his parents are doing, too. You know, helping nonprofits, you know, you're doing all this wonderful podcast to kind of bring positivity and joy to the world. So he's going to be continuing doing that. So the empty house is clearing clean and clear, you know, and, and they just come easily because we don't have to really work on them because we kind of know them in our heart from our previous life. So that's the way I interpret empty houses. Yeah. 
And he has a lot of them. So he's an old soul. He's been around many, many lifetimes and came here to really focus on help and coming in at this important time so he could really help the, help move the world forward in a positive way. And that's really what his homework is. It wasn't like I'm needing to figure out me or I have to work on my health or, you know, I'm, I'm understanding my family. He already has that. So a lot of the basic parts of his chart, like the personal parts are taken care of. He's here to kind of jump into the world to help it move forward. So he's got a high level chart. Um, but once again, I've seen with these new babies, they all kind of have that, that theme. So I think it's just kind of fascinating. I'm, I, you know, I'm just so um, enamored and in awe of astrology. Every chart that I do is absolutely the person. I mean, this is this person's life, and it's priceless information. Like, what's your, what's my purpose in life? That's priceless. What are the areas that I don't have to really deal with? That's also priceless. So you can focus on the important part and just let go of the rest of it, which are the empty houses. Good question, dear. I like how the empty houses don't just tell you about what you've resolved, but the fact that I can also tell you if you're an old soul or a new soul. And so does that mean if if there was planets in almost every house, would that mean or would that be likely that somebody is a newer soul coming in? Well, you know, we're completely, we've been around so many times. So it, it's, but a new soul is really more like, I want to experience it all. And yeah, yeah, you know, only two houses empty. Like, you know, bravery has six empty. You only have two empty and all the planets are all spread out around all the rest of the houses. The person wants to be involved with this and wants to do this and wants to do that. And, you know, and is really curious and wants to be involved with a lot of areas, which can be a little scattered. Versus bravery's chart, he wants to do this. You know, he's kind of focused on a couple of areas. And so it's kind of a little bit easier, I think, with these kind of charts. But, you know, some people want to live it all, want to experience it all and see which one works for them. And there's no judgment. You know, it's not like this is a good chart, this is a bad chart. Every every chart is good. Every chart is perfect for the person. Even though some people, it's like, oh, I really, I'm glad I don't have that chart. For them, the, the person that has it, that's what they're, that's what they're here to accomplish. So every chart is perfect for, for the person. And like I said, I've got 50,000 charts under my belt, you know, over the years. And, um, not everybody is, is their sun sign. You know, if you're, you know, like he's sun sign in Pisces. If he had four planets in Aries, he wouldn't be as Piscean, right? He would be kind of with an Aries influence, right? But, when you look at the overall picture of the chart, the overall kind of essence and what is the purpose of my life, every single person, all the 50,000 charts that I've done, their chart works. Astrology works when you look at the big picture. When you look at the small little pieces, sometimes, you know, I had some people's like, well, I, I read about my sun sign and I really seem more like this other sign. Well, if they've got five planets and another sign, they'll have that other sign personality. But when you look at the overall picture, the overall picture absolutely works with every single person. It's just like it's, you know, this God's clock in the sky, really, uh, that is this perfect geometry. And, of course, the solar system is the most accurate clock, you know, in the universe. So it's just learning how to read it, really. constantly sharing with my clients to stop searching in life and instead start aligning. 
It's true with purpose, with relationships, with higher versions of yourself, and it's also true for hiring. The best way to search is actually just to match with Indeed. Indeed is your one-stop hiring platform with millions of job seekers visiting every month, and their powerful matching engine helps you find quality candidates fast. Plus, Indeed lets you schedule interviews, screen applicants, and message candidates all in one place. But Indeed isn't just about speed. They also deliver quality. According to a recent Indeed survey, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. I love Indeed because it makes hiring so much easier. I'm all about alignment in all areas of my life, and that includes people I hire to work in my business. So I need a hiring partner that makes it simple to find candidates with the right skills. And that's Indeed. And what's really cool is Indeed's matching engine gets smarter the more you use it, learning from your preferences and over 140 million qualifications. Plus, I love that I can do all my hiring in one place. It's just one less thing to keep track of between all all of the other things. So join over 3.5 million businesses worldwide who rely on Indeed to find great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash mindlove. Just go to Indeed.com slash mindlove right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash mindlove. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I really need to get something off my chest. Being a mom of a three-year-old boy is really freaking hard, and sometimes it has me questioning my sanity. But then he'll grab my face and call me his sweet little mama. Yes, that's a real thing he says, <laughs> and it will all melt away until I break his banana. I thought I was done with emotionally abusive relationships, but nope. We all carry around stressors, big and small, and when we keep them all bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For me, just talking things through is hugely helpful, but it's so hard finding friends and family that are unbiased or non-judgmental. And therapy isn't just about dealing with major trauma, you know? It's about learning healthy coping mechanisms, setting boundaries, becoming the best version of yourself. And BetterHelp makes it super convenient, too. Everything's done online so you can fit therapy sessions around your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MindLove today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash MindLove. When we were waiting for bravery to bless us with this presence, it, we were taking, uh, we had like a pool of people guessing when the date was going to be. And my <laughs> sister-in-law guessed early and she's like, I don't know. I just have a feeling. She's also a very intuitive person. And she's like, I just have a feeling he's going to have Aquarius energy. And mm. I was looking at Aquarius. I was like, Ooh, Aquarius does look pretty good. But I was also leaning towards Pisces because... I tend to get along with Pisces well. I am an intuitive and emotional. And, and so I was like, well, I don't know. Now I like Aquarius. I can't decide. And when you were showing me Bravery's chart, he, he actually had, yeah, he had a lot of Aquarius in there, right? He's got two planets in Pisces, but he's got four planets in Aquarius. So he's a perfect example of he's Piscean, which are soft and gentle and spiritual and intuitive. But his planet planets and Aquarius will definitely flavor it. And Aquarians are independent and uh, independent, entrepreneurial, exciting, wanting to try new things, very adventurous. Adventurousness does not belong to Pisces. 
Pisces is more intuition. But Aquarius is adventurous, so he's got a little bit of both, you know, which is, uh, which, and it's like, you know, you know, he's got the Pisces, but he's also got Aquarius in him. So you were both right, really, (laughs) which is pretty cool. So as we talked about, he had a bunch of empty houses, and then there was a cluster in just a few houses. Yes. Other than telling you maybe what somebody might need to resolve or also their mission, how do you interpret a chart that has a cluster of planets in a small area? Right. Well, that is, you know, what I say is, where does your eye get drawn? You know, wherever you're like, oh, what's happening down here in the chart? That's the most important part of the chart. And all the geometry goes to that because, you know, this is the, you know, the sacred geometry in the sky. So all the planets angle towards each other. So it's not only the cluster of planets, but how it interacts with the rest of the chart. So I always start there. I always start with the sun, moon and rising just to kind of get to know the overall feeling of the chart. But like in Bravery's chart, he's got a cluster in the second house of money, his money, the third house of his mind. So it's really about what he learns and how he wants to communicate. He's going to turn that into his business, which is kind of what his parents are doing. I mean, you interview people or you're helping software, helping nonprofits. It really, you know, he's going to go in perfectly with his, with his really, with his family. So, you know, and the biggest, the, the, the house that has more planets in it is his house of money. He's going to be successful. I know he's only four months old, but, you know, you can see that he's going to be financially successful when he grows up. So, um, and then you can see that and say, you know, I would, Allow him to be involved, you know, if he's interested, even as you know, as a young child, if he's interested in kind of doing some things that his parents are doing, let him go, go along with you because, and I said this, I remember this, he's going to take over the family business. <laughs> that and made really my husband will. so happy. <laughs> yeah, he will, you know, so I would let him kind of hang out, you know, with your, you know, with his dad and learn things from him because that's what he's really here to do. So it was an easy one to, and he has a very easy chart to interpret just because it's all kind of in one spot, you know, which is very cool. And you were able to give me a good amount of, of actionable things to do with bravery, such as some of the things you said is he'd be good with swimming lessons early and his relationship with another pet would be really strong. And so to start giving him tasks early, like feeding the dog or giving the dog water, or uh, instead of having play tools, actually have real tools to some extent that he can start to play with and and build real things and do projects with his dad. And so things like that were really exciting for me because it wasn't just like this, this concept. It was thing like real things that I can prepare to do with my baby when he's young. And so I'm curious though, for the people that might be looking at their baby's charts and it is a more scattered chart, how do you best support your baby with something like that? Well, you know, unless you're an astrologer or know astrology really well, you kind of have to have your chart done because, you know, a lot of these this insights uh, takes a professional astrologer to really kind of figure it out. You can look at some online and everything. It's a little bit more vague. Some people really love to study, you know, online and get astrology books. But a lot of the insights that I gave, it really took me, you know, 50,000 charts to figure out. Like one, he's got his moon in the sign of cancer. 
So I said, do you have any pets? Yeah, we have a dog. Well, as soon as he can, you know, because moon is emotions, cancer is nurturing and helping, and it would be really good for us. Let, let him, as soon as he can, let him feed the dog. Let him get used to, like, nurturing, you know, pets or other people. I can see that in his chart. The other one is he's got Mercury right next to Saturn. Mercury is his mind. Saturn is discipline and pulling things together is often in a scene with uh, an engineer or someone who is a builder that puts things together and it's in his house of money. So I was like, you know, instead of having a toy box, he might want to have a toolbox, you know, a little baby tools or, you know, Legos or blocks that he can kind of build things with. I think that'd be better than like a fluffy stuffed animal. You know, maybe the stuffed animal would be great for his Pisces son going to sleep. But when he gets up, he wants to do something. He wants to build things. He's going to be a builder. I think he's going to be an inventor because they're an Aquarius. And Aquarius is the genius and the inventor of the Zodiac. So I think he's going to combine uh, structure, you know, putting things together and then turn it into high tech. So <laughs> he's going to, yeah, he's going to like combine the physical with the electronic. Uh, so, um, and like, like robot or something, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what he gets into as he starts, you know, growing up. I can't wait to teach him to code. It'll make my website so much cheaper. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, He will it, learn it. He will understand it. He will be giving you ideas. You think you're teaching him? No, it's the other way around here. It really is, you know. As soon as he can really be old enough to kind of do it, he's going to kind of take charge and do it the way he wants. And you're like, oh, my God, I never thought of it that way. So, and I recently you know. learned that if you hire your children, you can actually hire your children with your own business by like the age of 12 and get huge tax write-offs. So I am so excited uh, about this. Oh, interesting. You have to wait till they're 12 to do it. I don't know the exact details, but for some reason that number is popping into my Interesting, mind. Interesting, yeah. My yeah, he, he's going to be part of your business. You can see it right away. And uh, it's amazing. Some of these kids are, you know, incredible how they see things because they're hardwired a little bit differently than we are. Even though you're high tech and computer ease and so is your husband, uh, you know, this is a new generation that's going to see it in a new and different way. So it'll be really fun to see how when he starts teaching you. And again, it's one of those things where my husband is a builder as well. So was his dad. And so every place that we've ever lived, my husband has built a loft there. If you see our living room, uh, one wall is all like a rock climbing wall and he built his own in-home gym. So he's so excited to build. And I actually got this personalized book for him for Father's Day a company called Hooray Heroes. They are not a sponsor. I just found them and they were awesome. And I got this mm -hmm. book and it, you get to pick the stories that you put in. So I chose the ones that were relevant and there's a whole section mm -hmm. about him building a treehouse with Brave. And so now mm -hmm. that I shared with him this information, he's like, oh my gosh, I need to start ordering baby tools. Like which tools will be effective? So that's I'm really it. excited about that. Yeah, it's and it's easy, easy to see it in his chart. It just jumped right off, uh, right off of his chart. So, and he's an athlete. You know, now, you know, what was he best at? We talked about his challenges and, you know, challenges. And, you know, it's funny. That's why these new babies, it wasn't like a challenge, like, I don't know who I am or I'm figuring myself out. Or his challenges are, how can I build something that will be, you know, useful for society? And he's got a strong spiritual spirituality about him. Um, but his challenges are, he wants to get things done and he wants to do it. 
So it's not like a personal challenge, like conflicts inside of him, which is really kind of rare. Most people really have, you know, personal issues they deal with. This is not very personal. It's more like I'm here to help the world. And his talents, what is he best at? One, he's really smart, like super smart, and can, you know, can kind of put things together as far as structure things, like that he'll be a builder. He's going to be a builder and successful with it. The other talent that he has is his body. He's athletic and really strong. So what is he best at? He's really smart and he's coordinated and, and an athlete. So, you know, it's nice to know that. And of course, you can combine them together. He could be a coach. He could be so good at athletics that he's teaching other people how to, you know, other kids how to do that. So, you know, so as an astrologer, it's like, well, he's really smart and he's really good with his body. Gee, you could kind of combine those two together, right? Which would be like a coach. Even if he's not coaching soccer or something, he kind of has a coaching quality. Like, hey, you can do this. Let's try it. and Let's move, you know, move forward. So he's going to be really fun to be with and to hang out with, and you're going to learn from him, like, pretty early on. I know he's only four months old, but, like, pretty soon you're going to be learning from him, so. I'm already learning so much from him. I I'm, bet. I know you, uh, it probably takes the thousands of charts that you've done, but how can you tell whether a chart is more your homework or more your mission? <laughs> Not an easy answer. You kind of know, you have to know astrology well enough to really be able to, to see that. Now, it's easier to see what houses they're in. If he has a lot of planets in the first house of the self, more, it's either like a star or a hero or someone who's really figuring themselves out. So, and, you know, a lot of planets in the seventh house of marriage and relationships, it's a relationship chart. He doesn't have any, both of those houses are empty for him. So he's fine about who he is and, he, and he's not going to be challenged with relationships. So, you know, part of it is what houses are empty. And you know, those like the clean spots. And then, you know, you look at what, and then, and then of course, planets. Planets are archetypes, like Mars is male, Venus is female. The signs of the personalities, braveries of Pisces with several planets in Aquarius. And the house is the area where it manifests, where it shows up. So you kind of combine them all together to see these different uh, areas of uh, strength. And then you throw in the geometry, the sacred geometry in the middle. And how do these different parts of this chart harmonize with each other or how do they, ch how do they challenge with each other? So, you know, it's, it's, it's not astrology is easy once you learn all the pieces and you can put it together. But when you're just looking at a chart and you don't know it, it looks kind of complicated. You know, it's all these symbols. But, you know, once you kind of figure out the symbols and now you look at, you know, now that I've interpreted his chart, you look at his chart and you can see what I'm talking about, can't you? Yeah, I actually learned a lot. And another interesting insight for me was, if you're looking at a chart, it's a circle and then there's lines through it. And the, there's one line right. that goes right across the center like a diameter or kind of like a horizon. And another horizon, yeah. thing that you were able to learn from it is the difference if there's a lot of planets below the horizon versus above the right. horizon. Right. So the horizon, when you look at a chart, uh, the, uh, the, there's a horizontal line on the left-hand side of the chart. That's the eastern horizon. Everything rises in the east. All the planets rise in the east. The signs uh, rise there, too. And then so that's the rising. It's called your rising sign. The uh, bravery is rising sign of Sagittarius, which, by the way, means that he's going to be a good traveler. And you guys travel a lot, so he's going to be traveling with you really easily. 
So, so that's the sunrise. Noonday sun at the very top of the chart, sunset on the right-hand side on the horizon. So the top parts are in the light and they're in the public eye and, you know, how people are seeing them and seeing them in the world. Then at the very bottom is the midnight position. So when Bravery was born, almost all of his planets after sunset and before sunrise, you know, they were at the bottom of the chart, which the bottom, the bottom uh, uh, hemisphere is more about, you know, understanding who he is inside, spending time with his family. You know, uh, he's not going to be like a corporate nine to five kind of a guy. He's not, neither of his parents are, you know, so he wouldn't. And so this is more like him being entrepreneurial and him doing what he wants inside. He's going to be really good. And we talked about being homeschooled. All the planets below the horizon would, would be really good for being homeschooled. And, you know, with all the weirdness in the world right now, homeschooling is probably a good way to go, you know. And so he, all the planets being at the bottom part of his chart is he wants to be home. He wants to be cozy. He wants to be with people. It's not really about ego and flashing. Hey, world, look at me. I'm so cool. It's more like getting the work done and, and, and you know, being involved. So, yeah, you can see the group where the grouping of planets is. Now, his chart is easier to see because they're all on one side. Most people's planet charts are more evenly spread out. So they're not just in one hemisphere or the other. But his were basically in the bottom hemisphere, which is the inner world, which is perfect for a Pisces. And one one homework that I gave you, start meditating with him, start doing yoga with him, you know, start breathing. You know, if he gets, I mean, I had to learn when I was like 20 years old how to meditate and how to breathe. If you learned that when you were a year old, oh my gosh, you know. So he's going to really be learning that with you and doing, you know, yoga with, you know, baby yoga or something, you know, with you. And you live on a lake and he's Pisces. And I said, he'd be really good for swimming or really good with water. Are you around water? Yeah, we walk on, we walk by the lake every day. You see, even that is perfect for his chart. Pisces sun, Pisces is about water. There are four elements in Western astrology, fire, earth, air, and water. Fire is enthusiasm, action. Earth are getting things done and accomplishment. Air like me, communicating and talking. Water, emotions and feelings. So it's the healers, it's compassionate, and it is about water. So him being a water baby, living on a lake, uh, you know, is part of his destiny, really. And my whole pregnancy, almost every single day, I meditated for 40 minutes. I did yoga oh. until I couldn't do yoga anymore. Yeah. And he still loves to watch me do yoga. And I think it's like the expansive poses. He thinks I'm like putting on a show for him. But one of the other things that I do is when he's upset, I know that so much of a baby's emotions, their temperature, like just their system is regulated against the mother. And since I wear him a lot, when he's upset, I will be really intentional about breathing deeply and try to kind of synchronize that. And I've noticed it does calm him down. So it's already working. Right. That's it. See, you're already doing it. You really are. And uh, and then doing yoga, you know, and stretching, you know, as you were, you were pregnant, it's kind of all part of what he's used to, even. And he came in as a Pisces son. He's natural with this. Pisces are the healers and the spiritual sign of the zodiac. So he kind of came in with that already. It's not, a, you know, a surprise that, you know, you hold him, you wear him, you breathe with him what you know what a what a perfect setup for him he's a lucky he's a lucky little, little one i'll tell you 
It's true. He came with a good family. I know that most people who were children at some point have looked up their chart against their crush's chart in some sort of online relationship compatibility thing. What what does it say if like you look that up and and you and your baby's chart don't seem to be compatible? Are those too simple to really have any meaning? Well, once again, you have to really know what you're looking up. And a lot of the online things are kind of negative, I have to say. Well, if you're a Scorpio, you can't get along with a Leo. Well, you know, my dad was a Scorpio. My mom was a Leo. And they were married for, you know, 50, 60 years, right? So, you know, a lot of the basic compatibility things, I don't think are accurate. So, you know, looking at, oh, well, this sign doesn't get along with that sign. All signs get along with every other sign. Every sign gets along with every other sign. Uh, you know, now the trick is, is to be the highest level of the sign. If you're an Aries, you know, you want to be the inspirational and the, and the, you know, energized Aries instead of the angry Aries. So if you're an angry Aries, you wouldn't get along with maybe a Pisces that would be very easily hurt. But if you're the inspirational Aries, you know, that is wants to help people, the, you know, Pisces, hey, you are such a good artist, you know, I'm going to help you do your art, then the Aries and the Pisces would all automatically get along. So there are no signs that are incompatible. But the trick is, is being the highest level of each sign so you get along with all the signs. There's a little bit of a trick with that. But, you know, the, the mother and the baby's chart will be compatible or else they wouldn't be in the same family. So I wouldn't really look for, ooh, are these signs incompatible? Because a lot of that is kind of basic. And there's a lot of negative astrology out there. There's a lot of astrologers that are just very beginning astrology. They haven't done 50,000 charts like I have. And so they're putting things out that are maybe not as accurate or not as positive as they could be. So overall, astrologers can be kind of vague uh, and they can be kind of exploitive and negative. And, you know, that's I'm here to kind of counterbalance it. My purpose in astrology is to make it accessible. My purpose in life is to make astrology accessible to the world so people can understand it more easily and to bring positivity. And my purpose in doing a chart is to uh, empower and uplift, to empower and uplift. It's not to warn or, you know, oh, be careful, you know, it's like, no, you know, it's to empower and uplift, to know the positive, the best part of you. And, and then you can reach to being that best part of you. So a lot on, you know, you kind of kind of be careful with what's on the Internet, because a lot of it is really, really basic and not as positive as it could be. Well, the final thing I want to ask is... If anyone can relate to having a baby recently, I'm sure you've gotten the same comments that I have where people are like, oh, you're bringing a baby into the world right now. <laughs> and, and I know it's even scaring people away from having children who may have always wanted that. And their plans are kind of on hold because they're like, is this a good time? So I'm curious, as somebody who's able to see a little bit deeper than the surface level, what would you have to say about that? That every chart is perfect. I mean, the child wants to know, wants to come in at this certain time. I mean, we need strong spirits now. We need, you know, independent people that know that they can, you know, help the world. So babies are going to be being born. You know, that will always happen. And we need really strong, positive ones. So I wouldn't hold back you know, from getting pregnant if that's what you want to do, because these kids are kind of incredible. 
actually, all the charts that I've done are pretty amazing for these, these new ones. So, you know, don't feel bad. I mean, they came here to want to help change the world in a positive way. So I, I would not be afraid about that. I like to tell people, you know, trust the divine design. And one of the best ways to follow your intuition is to follow your true heart's desire. So if you do have a desire to have a child, then trust that that might be meant to be and that there are souls waiting to be born into your family <laughs> with the Absolutely. perfect match. Kind and of you like can always say, oh, the 60s, it was volatile. Oh, the 80s, it was, you know, you can always kind of blame the world for not be having a good time. 2001. Ooh, not a good year. But, you know, babies were born during that time. So the babies, you know, when, when they're coming through, they're not like, I want to make it easy. And I want to go through just like I have a comfortable life. They came here to work. They came here to get things done. So sometimes they want to jump in when it was really juicy. And this, we have, we're in a juicy time right now. So we need new ideas. We need new input. We need the young ones that will come up with new ideas to help change the world in a positive way. So I wouldn't, I would let all that go. If you really feel like you're supposed to, you know, bring a new one in, the new ones talk, the, the spirit is talking to you already. Well, thank you so much because I have gotten so much from our time together this week, not just from this interview, but also from the reading. And I've also been going through some of your books. You even have a newer book about the future of the United States. It's written in the stars. So what astrology is telling us about our world right now. And so yes. for the listeners that are interested in learning more about you, your books, your work, and possibly getting a reading from you for their baby, where's the best place for them to connect with you? They can just uh, email me, uh, Susie at SusieCox.com. My website is SusieCox.com. And all my books are found on, on uh, Amazon. And I've got a lot of them. I've written six. And I've got two more in the works that are coming out in the next couple of months. So I'm a prolific Gemini writer. And, of course, it's all about making astrology positive and easy so we can understand and know who we are. All the links mentioned in this episode will be at mindlove.com slash 194, including a link to Susie's website to where you can actually get your baby or child's birth chart done as well. So your challenge for this week is to dive into a natal chart, whether it's yours, your babies, your partners, somebody you love. You can actually get a whole chart done for free online. There are things that a professional astrologer will be able to tell you that you won't be able to see for yourself, but there's still so many insights that you can get from doing this on your own. My favorite app for this is called Time Passages. It is by far the most thorough horoscope app that I've ever found. You'll get your whole natal chart, your rising sign, your moon sign, your sun sign, it has different readings for you specifically based on those things every single day. So it is really, really in depth. But if you wanna go a step deeper, you can find somebody like Susie and get a whole reading done. And I have gotten multiple readings done and they are so very insightful. You can actually find a previous episode where I got my own reading done and we discussed it on the show. So let me know how it goes. Share this on social media and tag Mind Love Podcast and Mind Love Melissa. If you know somebody who this might be interesting to, maybe they just had a baby or they are struggling to understand certain aspects of their children or their partner, 
tap that little share button. It's the dot, dot, dot on the top right corner. It'll give you a bunch of options, including share, and you can share it right through text message or on social or whatever. If you are looking for ways to support the show, if Mind Love has been helpful for you, support one of my amazing sponsors. All of these companies are so great. I am huge fans of the products and services of them all. So that's a really great way to give to the show. That's also a win-win for you. It encourages sponsors to sponsor more episodes because they see that people are actually resonating with the product. So I would be super grateful for that. Or the absolute best way to support me is by joining Mind Love Premium. You can do that at mindlove.com slash premium, or now you can join right from the Apple Podcasts app. And that is all for today. So thanks for giving your mind a little love today, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning into your higher frequency with Mind Love. Head to mindlove.com for a free gift to keep your vibes up until next week. 